welcome to this week's very special episode of Happiness. Today we have a wonderful guest who we have the pleasure of catching up with today. So he and Chris Kane formed We Are Scientists back in 2000 and have had a long career spanning seven studio albums, touring worldwide, playing massive festivals, shows, even including The Letterman Show and reaching worldwide success and all round writing some right bangers. So he went on <laughs> to meet us three spanners on a fightful, fateful night in Chester where we managed to blag a support slot with them and their scary tour manager. After that first show, we've been BFFs and went on to support them four more times on tour. We've already had <laughs> long discussions on Ross Kempong gangs, in case you guys were itching to hear about that. We blagged a free Wagamamas in York and Jess and I robbed their rider live on Instagram while they cleared the stage in Huddersfield. <laughs> <laughs> we were really grateful for the support and we were struck by how lovely and down to earth they all were so that's right keith murray from we are scientists is here with us today how's it going lads it's going Yay. good keith all, all the best right. for you <laughs> Aww. likewise ah lovely lovely how's this year been for you then keith what's been happening um, I mean, all all things considered, it it could have been a worse year. Yeah. We we were in the middle of making a record when everything shut down, mm-hmm. uh, and we were doing it in uh, Tim Wheeler from Ashes Studio in Manhattan. Oh, oh yeah. And cool. when when lockdown happened, uh, Ash were on a European tour. Right. And they were incapable of coming back to the United States because the United States, uh, you know, blocked anyone who wasn't a U.S. citizen or had a green card mm. uh, from reentering. Uh, so we we pretty much had the run of their studio for about six months. That's great. Uh, <laughs> that wow. works out. There, there, there are worse ways to pass uh, quarantine oh. than to be trapped so- in Ash's very well equipped studio. Oh, is it done? Is the album done? Uh, as of last night, I have sent Chris what I think are the final versions of everything. Ooh. Oh uh, my I'm, god! I'm sure Exciting. he is going to say those are not at all the final versions. <laughs> it's of never the final. It's never. Mix. I know. That's that's what I mean. We we were <laughs> intending to put the record out about now. Mm. Um, yeah. But because because we have all the time in the world now, we are taking all the time in the world. Our manager finally just gave us an artificial deadline, which mm. which is very helpful. So <laughs> so I think it's pretty much done. Oh, that's exciting! That's is brilliant. that an exclusive, Keith? By the way, I yeah, I guess it is. I guess. Oh, it is. look oh, at my god! <laughs> You heard it here. (laughs) (laughs) That's so exciting. So eight studio albums then. Oh, my God. Well exciting. Bloody, Yeah, Yeah, well, when you put it like that, (laughs) we should be more discerning in how many really. I think, you know, uh, Indoor Pets were on that tour with Ash in the UK. Oh, yeah. Or the European one. Oh, right. They were going to do that because they're chummy with them, aren't Mm. they? Mm. And... um, and we're chummy with that. Everyone's chums with everyone. Look at that. We're all just friends. It's it's world, just a bunch of friendly people. Goodness me. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. So do you know when it's going to come out then? Have you got like a vague idea yet or just... Your uh, deadline? We, yeah. we don't. 
We don't really know. I mean, I think it's all sort of up in the air. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's entire <laughs> musical careers yeah. are up in the air. I think we're just kind of yeah. waiting to see when it looks like touring is feasible. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we don't really want to put it out unless we can tour mm-hmm. around it. So, What's the deal in America yeah. with that at the moment as well? What's like the music scene looking like over there? Because here it's just doomed, ah, essentially. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's looking like music will now just be a thing you read about online. Oh gosh. Uh, for, for <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't think I don't think there are any shows at all happening. Uh, as you might imagine, Florida is full of sort of like outdoor bars mm-hmm. where people, you know, essentially busk. Now, I'm considering mm. starting to do that, just showing up and playing James Taylor Why songs not? for people drinking my guys. <laughs> I'd turn up to that. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd chuck a tenor in there. Is anybody, is anybody doing like socially distanced gigs? Because that's kind of a thing over here. People are starting to do that just like half capacity and like seated. Yeah. I saw Mystery Jets have one coming up and that mm. was that was news to me. I don't think anybody's doing that. So Actually, I went to... Uh, do you know the band Beverly or Public Practice? I don't think I do. A, a friend no. of ours named Drew, who was the lead singer of Beverly and is now in Public Practice, uh, put out a solo record, and she did a socially distanced thing, but it was it was essentially like a private party. She it was on yeah. a roof deck, and it was just her. She invited fifty of her friends to you know hang out at different tables. At an outdoor restaurant, it simultaneously mm. made me very envious that she was getting to play a show, and made me not want We Are Scientists to play an outdoor restaurant yeah. with, you know, at a quarter capacity. It's a different vibe, definitely. Her music translates better to that vibe than us, <laughs> I think. Yeah, we've got a similar situation. We've got um, a tour coming up. Um, we're playing a show in in London. We're doing in like- March, right? Ah, yeah. yes, correct. Glee be there, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, I mean, we'll see we'll see what uh quarantine's looking like if i can fly i'm in oh, <laughs> amazing buzzing oh yeah it's just a bit of a weird situation isn't it like i think we're all excited to gig again but just a bit concerned at just because they've got a rule in the uk that you can drink as long as you have a substantial meal with it so right I've got... we, we have that right as well. okay so I was thinking, people are just going to be sat eating pies watching us. <laughs> so it's, going to be really <laughs> yeah. it's going to be weird. Yeah, looking out to the crowd. Like, I mean, what's happening? Yeah, we're quite an awkward kind of band anyway. Yeah. So it's d- it say. won't be too bad. You know? <laughs> but then I, <laughs> think, too I, think, bad. I think we kind of have like relatively polite audiences anyway, yeah. quite reserved. Yeah. So I don't think it'll be that much of a massive shock to like play yeah. in front of a bunch of people sitting yeah, down. Yeah, but you're, you know, you're quite upbeat. So it's yeah. weird to have people... That would uh, be weird, yeah. You know... Sat down. Yeah, mm-hmm. sitting, maybe conversing. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Talking into a roast as they're watching us. That'll mm. be the one, wouldn't it? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Okay, so we've got a few questions for you then, Keith. So normally, this section of the podcast, we do like questions from people who write into us and stuff. But we've just got a few questions for you, actually, if you don't mind ours instead. You've written in questions for me. That's it. Yeah, we wrote them in. We we emailed them to ourselves. To ourselves. (laughs) But see, I'm at a bit of a disadvantage. You normally get to curate 
the questions you read from people who have sent them in. I'm unprepared. <laughs> we could edit later. I'm out on a limb. To. I could really make an ass of myself. <laughs> yeah, if so there's let's, long let's pauses, see what, let's see what you've got. we can edit it. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. You've got time to think. It's fine. No pressure. Okay, right. No pressure. Okay. Right. So, do you want to do the first one, Jess, actually? The one that you texted me earlier. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is, this is mine. Okay, Keith. What's your top five animals in the world? They don't have to be in order, but just generally yeah. top five faves. Um, I mean, I guess I'm going to say maybe maybe an otter. Mm-hmm. An otter is a pretty good yes. They're my favorite. Otters in. Lovely. Otters in. They're, my, they're, yeah. they're a great beast. Uh, maybe a hedgehog is pretty good. Oh. You, I, I feel like you guys are more. You, you, I blew my mind when I found out that you just had hedgehogs willy nilly. They're there. everywhere. They're essentially vermin to you guys. Oh, yeah. never what a vermin. dream! Never vermin. They're, cu- <laughs> uh, they're cute. I mean, I think class. Like technically, they are. But yeah, I live down the road from a hedgehog hospital. That's what you get in the Aww. UK. Is that four hedgehogs or run by hedgehogs? Both, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Yes. Let's go with both. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, otters, hedgehogs. Um, cute brown um, animals. Mm. I, so, I've, I've been trying to research... I, so, I grew up in Miami. So, I'm, I'm sort of immune to its charms. And so, now that I'm down here, I'm trying to figure out what is even a viable way to pass the time down here. So I found out about this sea turtle hospital, speaking of hospitals for animals or run by animals. I guess I should, I should, I should make sure that I know what I'm getting into. Uh, and so now I'm really into sea turtles. So I'm going to put oh. a sea turtle in there. And I know I should probably specify. I'm going to say a leatherback sea turtle. Oh, wow. wow. I love turtles. The great. Um, I like turtles. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, two more animals that I can even be bothered with. This is, this is getting tough. <laughs> um, I kind of like goats. I like how aggressive goats are. I like that if you get near a goat, it will butt you away aggressively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like an animal that understands you know, where, where its space should be delineate, delineated, mm-hmm. and delineate probably. <laughs> and baby goats are really cute, aren't they? Super cute. I don't really like the way goats' Why is no one legs bend. <laughs> Sorry, yes, they are. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say goats are cute, uh, but they amuse. <laughs> I, you know, but I'm, I have a real problem with, you, you're familiar with the phenomenon of goat yoga, no. Where you do yoga and like goats jump oh, on yeah, you and then you sort back. of have to balance oh, yeah. and like. Okay. That sounds uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm of two minds about that because obviously, like any rational person, I hate that. I think anyone <laughs> who takes part in it should probably be jailed. Uh, but I do like that you are paying good money to let a goat stand on. Like, essentially, the goat is doing for free what you are paying a lot of money for. So I like the goats are getting won over on these idiots who are participating yeah. in goat yoga. Amazing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then finally, uh, oh man. Well, okay, so I hate these animals, oh, but I have to admire the them. <laughs> but I have to admire them. So my admiration <laughs> is kind of uh, superseding affection. 
uh, alligators. Ah. They are they are demons from hell, and they walk among us down here. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> um, yeah, not many I, alligators. We, we don't get them here. Yeah, <laughs> and I have to respect that. That I mean, and I I have to believe that humankind has spent every moment we've been aware of alligators trying to extinguish alligators, mm-hmm. and we simply can't do it. That's it. Now that's a good animal. I mean, they're basically dinosaurs, yeah. aren't they? I mean, not even the asteroid that wiped out. Except dinosaurs all died. Alligators, exactly. They're persevering. They're better than dinosaurs. They're super dinosaurs. Exactly. So there we go. How dare dinosaurs. you classify them with dinosaurs? Holy hell! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good top five. Not heard alligators yeah. before. Oh, um, well, because they're despicable. We- Insightful. Yeah, I don't think we've had goats either, but otters, they seem That's to it. always yeah. be in everyone's. You yeah, know. the minute I mm. said it, I was humiliated by how basic a choice that was. <laughs> God, so obvious. They, they are cute, though. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Cool. Now we know. <laughs> You're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> so our next question for you. So we did this thing when we were last on tour where we decided what dessert we all were. So like if you were a dessert, oh. what dessert would you be? So for example, I was an eaten mess. Jess was a cherry pie. What? Wait, what? A, what? a bit? A <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you might actually have to explain what an eaten mess is. It's just that I'm a mess case, basically. Please tell me that's spelled... <laughs> E-A-T-I-N apostrophe. So E-T-O-N as in like... Eaten. I know how it is probably spelled. Yeah, yes. I get it. I get Not it. like an eating okay, mess. Okay, so what, what is this thing? <laughs> I don't really know how to describe <laughs> that's a, it. That's one eating mess. <laughs> that's one. <what>, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. um, I think it's just a bit of everything all mushed into one dessert, really. That's not an answer. No, well... <laughs> Wait, so you could... If you order an, if you order an eaten mess somewhere... You're just saying, give me <laughs> anything you have in the kitchen? Well, they probably put it yeah. in a nice, you know, in a nice way. I don't... In a flat. <laughs> like, give me give me three elements that might be I'm in pretty sure that you there's like, on, I'm pretty sure there's like meringue and like strawberries and cream and stuff. And it's literally all just mushed together and mm-hmm. made into a mess. That sounds pretty good. Something like that anyway. So sounds okay. so sickly. Yeah, yeah. It does. <laughs> but that's what Rachel. That's would be. me. That's right. Rachel. That's it. I'm a sickly, sickly. mess. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but yeah. so sweet, so sweet. Thanks. Yeah, there you go. Oh, thanks. Um, so Jess would be a cherry pie, and Bala okay. would be. Weren't you a lemon meringue, Bala? I seem to remember that. I was a lemon meringue. A lemon yes. meringue. I thought so. Yeah. So what? I can't remember why though. <laughs> we did have really good reasons for it as well, but yeah, yeah we did. They seem but you've to already done you've, you've already done this on the podcast though. Never so on the podcast. Wa- oh, you haven't. Oh, so you probably should. You probably should explain why you are these things. <laughs> I was going to let it pass that you two hadn't defended your choices, but if nobody else has heard this, so you better Jess extrapolate. I think Jess was a cherry pie because like. What was it now? I think very well presented. I don't know. A lovely, rich middle. Oh. oh. There you go. Oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah. full of cherries. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Right. I don't think this this is what you originally I, said. I can't remember now. Because we assigned each other them. Yeah. Oh, you don't know gotcha. what it was. We, d- we didn't pick them for ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, what dessert would you be? Don't know. Keith. Yeah, should we, or should we assign um, one for him? I, I oh, would like to hear ah. your group choice on this. Okay. Um, my gut, and I, you know, it's it's hard to say this is necessarily classified as a dessert, but uh, I think I would be one of those, you know, those like gummy pizza slices. Have you seen those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think oh I would be God. that. Where like I want to present myself as a uh, reasonable, legitimate food item, mm-hmm. but instead I'm just garbage corn syrup. <laughs> <laughs> but but delicious nonetheless and sweet so there we go exactly and very sweet exactly. so sweet but masquerading as savory <laughs> yes precisely all lies i don't know if that i don't know if that tracks but exactly a poor masquerade of savory yeah 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 i think that's what it is <laughs> is that uh you know wo- woefully allowing myself to believe that people think I'm a savory item. You know what? I'm getting the vibe of you, Keith. You know what I'd give you? You know you. you know the um, ice cream that you can get out of a coconut? The what? <laughs> you know, like a coconut wait. that's like chopped wait, in half. <laughs> and you can like eat yeah, ice yeah. cream out it, of the coconut. No, I they don't sell it in Lafatoria, right? In Chester. I've had it on holiday mm, as well. What words you're saying? Yeah. No, so, wait. Okay. So... Yeah. Now, are you just, is what you're saying that ice cream is served in a coconut shell? Exactly. As a bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're not yeah, saying yeah. that you cut open a coconut <laughs> and yeah, we got magic, people, there's ice cream inside. Magic coconuts right. over here. I just want yeah. to yeah. Our coconuts okay. have ice why, cream. Why it. would you serve ice cream in a coconut shell? For just fun, for, laughs? for the okay. aesthetic. Okay. That's, a, that's a legitimate reason. That's it. Duh. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd give you that. Wait, so... Where, that, so what yeah. are you, were you suggesting that that's what I am? Ice cream served in a coconut shell? I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I accept that. I accept that. That sounds really basic when you say. Oh like, no, <laughs> I, I love a coconut. Maybe maybe it could have like a a sparkler in it no, as well. It's too it's too late for you to walk uh, this back. We're trying What's to dress it up a bit. What's done is done. <laughs> and also, both are good. What? Dessert would you give the other two members of We Are Scientists? Oh. Oh, boy. Um, so I, and, that, and now I feel, uh, I would give uh, Keith Karn, uh, like, weed chocolate. <laughs> like, ed- edible, <laughs> edible weed yeah. chocolate. An edible. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Keith Karn, <laughs> for sure. Um... And Chris Kane would be maybe like a creme brulee. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like sort of, <laughs> there's something elegant about it, but also it is just, you know, a, pi- a pile of sweet mush. Mm. Oh, I get that. That's quite a nice thing to say. Yeah, about I can it. see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do one? That's a fun question. Yeah. Wonderful. Do, do you want to do one, Ballet? Oh, it- yeah, yeah. Um, I've got the list up here. So so we play a game called Would You Rather quite a lot when we're gigging or just in general. 
So this question is, I didn't come up with this question, by the way. This is clearly Rach because <laughs> she's really good at coming up with obscure would you rather questions. <laughs> Am I though? Am I? So, <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. We'll ask and we'll find out. So would you rather lose the capability of communication unless you sang everything in the tune of the riff in The Great Escape? Or good lord! Or have the legs and arms of a giraffe? (laughs) Now, are these legs and arms to scale? Like, are they are they normal length? No, they're they're just giraffe legs. Clearly, just just like taken off a giraffe onto you. They're that they're that (laughs) fat and long. They're just giraffe legs, yeah, and you just got your body attached to them. You couldn't, um, you couldn't be able to do anything. It would be really difficult. Yeah. I mean, I guess the Great Escape riff thing, just because then, yeah, I could at least sit home alone <laughs> and, you know, experience life. I, I, where, I think if I had giraffe arms and legs, I couldn't even, I, I would need to get, uh, no, first of all, who would want to communicate with me? At that point, besides <laughs> zoologists and doctors, yeah, <laughs> um, and I'd need I'd need to like repurpose all of my furniture. Mm-hmm. It would just be a it'd be a bigger hassle than it's worth. So I'd rather have to communicate with sung <laughs> to the riff of Great Escape and just choose to not oh. talk to anyone. Oh, <laughs> and then and then by the time. I got so lonely that I had to. I wouldn't give a fuck that I was singing Great Escape. Yeah. Hell, I'd probably be delighted. It's a great riff. <laughs> it is a great riff. It is a great riff. It's a tune. That's why I chose that song. That's why I chose that riff, because it's quite enjoyable <laughs> to listen to. If you had to communicate only via one riff, let it be that one. Right? <laughs> exactly. Agreed. I guess as well, if you had like the legs and arms of a giraffe, you wouldn't actually ever be able to play that riff again. So That's true. That's you picked, true. You and I, hey, right that's choice. not a way I want to live. No, exactly. I can't it's not play a way that to live. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Uh, would anybody choose the arm, arms and legs of a giraffe <laughs> amongst you? I mean, I'm just trying to picture it, and it, yeah, it doesn't seem doable. I mean, it'd just be <laughs> awkward. It, it might be useful at like a festival for a good view. I mean, you'd definitely be able yeah, to see what's I going mean, on. They wouldn't let you into a festival. Do you not think? You, yeah, came you, up with you ain't going anywhere. Our, you could be one of the attractions of the festival. So you're going to be in a freak true. show. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think if you don't have the neck as well, it's going to be a real struggle to, to, do, to eat or do anything because you're just going to be this tiny little thing at the top of these really long <laughs> limbs. Like giraffe yeah. get by yeah. by having a neck. That's true. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I guarantee all the short-necked giraffes died off pretty <laughs> early on. Yeah. Evolution. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> in a word. Giraffes came up in a few of my... Few, I keep asking this top five thing to like loads of people, and a couple of people picked giraffe. Because they're just like so, so weird, aren't they? Yeah, oh, that purple God. tongue is not oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. No long. thanks. Like That's what disqualifies up. them from my top five. The tongue. Yeah, you think they're so majestic, then you see that tongue, and you're just like, you're an idiot. Go on, get out, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. You don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> 
point. So, have you got one, Jess? You got another one? Um, when did you first start going grey? Mm. <laughs> uh, I mean, I get. I, th- I think I probably noticed my first grey hair at like eighteen, maybe. Definitely in high school. Um, and then it really took off at like <laughs> 29, 30, maybe. Wow. And now. How many times have you been asked that question? Uh, it's, it's weirdly rare. No. Uh, I, I think people, well, I think a lot of people think I diet. What? So they don't, really? they don't even, yeah, they don't even begin to consider that maybe it's my real hair curl. Uh, I feel like most of us have, you know, s- since we are scientists have been around for a while, like I feel like we've seen the that's true. progression of it. So that's true. Why, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think I mostly get comments on it from people who haven't seen me before. So if I, if oh. I, like you, like people on the street like to talk about my hair color, get a lot mm-hmm. of like passing comments about my hair. It suits you. Very, very good. It, it looks very good, though. You've got very good coverage of it. This is it. This is why people might think it's dyed, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, you I'll could just get pay them. a lot of money to get it done like Absolutely. that. Well, yeah. you know, there, there was that stretch where essentially this color was in fashion. I had uh, gray hair so, for mm, a yeah. bit. Yeah, you did. So I think people just assumed <laughs> I was trend hopping. <laughs> Instead of being this maverick force, yeah, that's what you are. The height of fashion, you maverick yeah. force. I like that. <laughs> right, we are scientists. Then have been a band for about twenty years, so that's a long time, isn't it? So. An exceedingly long time, yes. I'd say so. So what advice would you give to bands like us who would like to be together for 20-odd years? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel like uh, y- you three have already enacted the advice I would give you, which is that uh, you should just be in a band with people that you would hang out with if you weren't playing music with them uh mm. like I, I don't think chris kane would be in a band that sounds like we are scientists if he weren't in a band with me uh but we like hanging out together so he will <laughs> he will come and play bass in we are scientists and i mean i think he likes the music we are scientists makes mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> like when he writes songs it's really electronic and kind of like mid tempo and that is that's not what I do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I I do think the basis of our longevity is the fact that uh like the day after we've been on a 3 month tour we're like so what do you, what do you do? What do you you want to hang out? Should we, should we go to a movie? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. really important. Definitely. Definitely. Mhm. Have you ever found it difficult, think, like, with it being so long? Because 20 years, obviously, is like a long part of your life, isn't it? <clears throat> so have you ever found it kind of difficult balancing that alongside other things as well, like, with it being such a long time? Um, Not really. I mean, I think 
you know, eventually you simply adapt to what mm-hmm. is what what ought to be a pretty unworkable lifestyle. Uh, yeah, like I, it's it's been very very weird for me to be home for a year now. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think I've been home for an entire year since two thousand four. No uh, <laughs> way. So I I think you just I mean. People are pretty adaptive, I think. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't imagine that, like, having tried to choreograph the way we operate our lives would have worked very well. I think you just have to sort of be pretty willing to go with the uh, indignity of, of being a touring band for 15 years. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm ad- I'm adaptive to indignity. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've only been a band for like five-ish years, or so. yeah, five years, and it five already six, felt yeah. weird this year. Not not uh, you know being not gigging every weekend or just being busy. Yeah. Mm. So I can't imagine what it's like for for you. I mean, it's been it's been sort of nice to have it be an enforced pause. Like we yeah. we would have never chosen to not tour for a yeah. year, but it it definitely made us want to be on tour again. I mean, we're yeah, you know, we always want to be on tour, but I yeah, like you said at this point, I think God, I would I would fucking kill to be on tour right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of like mm-hmm. uh you know coming coming down to Miami. Miami is a beautiful town. I have no qualms with Miami, but. Boy, oh boy! It definitely made me realize how good New York is. I'm very happy I live in New York. I'm very excited to go back to New York. Yeah. Uh, whereas, whereas after a year of being, you know, stuck inside in New York, it's kind of like, man, New York sucks. I gotta get out of here. Nope. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to go back. No. I can imagine. Definitely. Oh, that's cool. One more question for you. <laughs> Could you tell us about the early days of We Are Scientists, like when you guys first started? I read that you were the drummer. Is that right? Oh, yeah. First started yeah. out. No way. I didn't know that. That's crazy. I mean, we we were a very, very bad band when we, when we started. <laughs> I mean, we, we essentially started the band because we had moved to uh, San Francisco after we graduated. We went We went to university in California. And so we moved to San Francisco and lived in a in a big house with a basement. And I had been in a band with our third roommate uh, in college. And so I had brought all my musical equipment to this house. And the two of us were like, all right, so we're starting a band, uh, but we need a bass player. So I guess, Chris, you are going to be the bass player. And as long as we have a bass player who doesn't know how to play bass, I'll play drums and I don't really know how to play drums. So we'll, we'll just be like a mutually terrible rhythm section. Um, so yeah, I was I was playing drums and singing half of the songs. And then our friend Scott was playing guitar and singing half of the songs. And then Chris and I moved to New York and Scott did not. Although he lives there now. Boy, oh boy, is he pretty sad that he missed the We Are Scientist boat. He's not not sad. He's not sad at all. (laughs) Oh, that's cool, though. 
What made you start playing the drums out of interest? I was terrible at it. <laughs> and then and then once when we when when uh Scott was no longer in the band, I was just like, well, I'm much better at playing guitar than I am drums and we don't have a guitar player. And uh we had we had moved back to Los Angeles where we went to university and I had known Michael we are scientists like real original drummer uh and so I was like well my Michael can play drums and I can play guitar we'll immediately be a much better band what a <laughs> what a wonderful step to have taken yeah. <laughs> did you keep any of the like original songs from back then from when you were a drummer or oh no 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 do you have them? Um, so I know when when <sighs> Scott was when we were originally like moving away from Scott, we decided that we needed to capture all the songs that we had written at that point. And we started recording them and we recorded his first because he was moving before we were moving. And we did his songs and just never finished the ones that I had written because I was like, oh, I can sing those anytime and then just never got around to them. So we still have a bunch of his. Uh, I don't think we have any recordings of mine from that era. Thank very thankfully. <laughs> they are happily lost. <laughs> Next bit of interrogation, actually. Maybe you didn't feel interrogated then, but you will do now. <laughs> oh, come on. We have another section called Vulnerability Corner. Oh, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Deeply familiar. Deeply familiar with that. That's Vulnerability it. Vulnerability Corner. Are you willing to participate? Sure. What what grade of vulnerability are we going for? Oh, he knows. He's listened. Look at this. So it's this so, game. Yeah. Go on, Jess. You've got it there. Yeah. It's this game. We are not really strangers. And I'm going to take it from level two again, because I think they're the best ones. Yeah. How many, so how many levels are there? It looks like this. So there's three levels. And then okay. the first level is kind of is perception. Second level is connection. And then, like the third third level is like kind of um, what have you learned, sort of thing, and uh, reflection. That's what it's called. So I'm going to take it from the middle section. All right. So we can all answer this, maybe. But I'll, I'll Keith, if you want to go first, um, right. what lesson took you the longest to unlearn? Oh. Um. Uh, so I. I would say that it is a lesson that I uh, have still not unlearned. Um, and it, I, I think it is that like that modesty is a virtue, which I'm slowly uh, growing to learn. It, well, actually, I learned long ago modesty is not at all a virtue. Uh, and that immodesty seems like a, a, a skill to not only learn, but to, uh, you know, wield with great force. Uh, and I, I simply am incapable of, of unlearning modesty. Like, I'm definitely my own biggest detractor. I'm consistently embarrassed by, like, 
myself. And, and I, like, I, I, I do think I'm the best. Like, I, I really like our, I think our songs are like as good as anybody's songs, but I will not talk about our band with people. Like, I will never bring up We Are Scientists. I don't want to like show people things We Are Scientists are doing until they're done. Uh, and then I meet friends who I, uh, you know, very subjectively think are worse than I am at a lot of things, but are just way better salespeople of themselves. And uh, it does it does them very good. I'm I'm terrible at networking. Like I always think people don't want to talk to me, and that I should not, uh, you know, impose myself upon them. So if I go to an event, I will often uh, just be very very quiet and inward until somebody else starts talking to me, and then I'll just ask them about themselves. I won't talk about myself. Um, so I think that is that is the lesson that has taken me the longest to unlearn. And I'm still chipping away at it. That's interesting because you wouldn't necessarily think that. I wouldn't think that maybe. Well, I think it's because I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm fairly gregarious. Like I'm, I'm easy to hang out with. Um, and I'm, it's, I don't think the issue is that I'm unfriendly. Uh, you'll, you'll just often find if, if you reflect on a conversation that we've had in normal circumstances, I probably won't have said very much about myself <laughs> during it. I'd say that's, um, I don't think that's a bad thing at all, though, to be honest. No, I think yeah, that's nice. that's it. <laughs> mm. yeah. But it's not, it's not very helpful. Yeah, but you've got like a manager yeah, and an agent to do exactly. that shit for you now. So <laughs> just pay someone else to do that. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no one, no one likes the people that are... You know, think they're the shit. And, well, uh, no, that's that's absolutely untrue. That is not true. Really? And I don't, I don't even necessarily mean it uh, in like a grossly egocentric yeah. or pushy way. Just think, like, like I, I have many friends who do co-songwriting, like for a living, and definitely a huge factor of that is purely being like an outward personality who projects utter confidence and like can get other people on board with their ideas, uh, which, which is a, an extremely valuable skill. Like when I think about getting in a room with a stranger to like put, put myself out there. And like, again, I think I, I think I write pretty good songs. So it's not that I'm worried that uh, I can't do it well. There's just something embarrassing about saying, and now here's this fucking great idea. You're going to lose your shit over. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I just can't do that. I don't yeah. have that in me. And some people just do, even if the idea isn't very good. And then, you know, that can lead to that idea, you know, becoming a better idea simply by virtue of having multiple people enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's not it's not a bad skill to have. I think it's good if you're on the yeah. like just uh and <laughs> like and and I guess it's going to be less interesting to your listeners than it will be to the three of you. But I think like Keith Karn is extremely good at that sort of thing. Like he's very gregarious. Uh he can talk to anybody at any time. He's very good at like making friends and 
networking, which sounds like a bad word, but it's not. It's like what we all should be doing at all times. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm sure the three of you never feel like Keith Karn is being obnoxious yeah. or yeah. egocentric or anything. He's just very good. He has that skill. Mm. Now, yeah. n- 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 people listening to your podcast might have found that to be an, an extremely unuseful example, but... <laughs> nah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. The you gotta Keith meet Keith Karn. Very, He's the best. Yeah, very nice man. The other Keith. The other Keith. Sorry, that's the drummer, <laughs> that's the drummer in We Are Scientists. I should have, I should have prefaced that. <laughs> He's a, a darling. darling. He is a darling. Ah. Mm. Well, very good, good answer. answer. Thanks. Very interesting. Very vulnerable. Very <laughs> proud of you. Well done. Thanks. Thanks. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> Does anybody else want to answer it? Or should we... What, what do you want to do? Um, I don't really know the answer to the question, <laughs> to be honest with you, for me. Oh. I don't know. Because you're so perfect. Not that. Never that. I also struggle (laughs) with the same thing, Keith, with the whole networking thing. I just feel Mm. like if it's not a genuine conversation, then, well, I'm sure that when people do it, it feels like it's a genuine conversation. But I feel like I'm just very conscious of, like, if I'm networking and telling myself that I'm networking, that I'm trying to get something out of that person. And it just feels, like, totally false to me. And I just don't... (laughs) Want to do it when I think of it like that, and I just, yeah, it makes me like sweat profusely <laughs> thinking about the awkwardness. I mean, I also, I also think part of it is like just having a disposition where you misperceive other people's understanding of your interactions. Like, I, mm. I, I always think like when when I'm uh, pondering my poor ability to breach divides uh i always think about this tour we were on with uh an irish band called the chalets i don't know if you remember they were they were like an early 2000 band they were really good and the lead singer was dating uh eddie argos from art brute and i loved art brute and i thought art brute were really cool they were a very very different band from we are scientists like they were not poppy um, like they're obviously their influences were entirely different from ours, but I really loved Uproot. One day, Eddie came out on tour to visit his girlfriend, and we were all sitting at a table. And I was just really like, "Oh man, I want to, I want to talk to Eddie. He's really cool, but he doesn't want to talk to me. He thinks I'm a jerk in a pop band. My music's mm-hmm. stupid and it sucks." And then finally, at one point. We just started chatting about something. And I was like, man, I got to say, I love Art Brute so much. And he was like, what? I love We Are Scientists. And then like from that moment on, we were the best friends and we still talk all the time. We've recorded stuff together. And if if I had like allowed myself to consistently operate as if Eddie did not want to talk to me, we would we would not be friends at all. Mm-hmm. It's That's so stupid. It is stupid, isn't it? Stupid operational style. I think it's got worse for me as as I've got older. I remember (laughs) as a teenager, I was like, fine, with talking to anyone and things like that. Didn't didn't really care. But I think as as I'm getting older, these sort of feelings make themselves apparent of feeling embarrassed about yourself. (laughs) Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. What were you going to say, Bala? Were you going to say something? Yeah, no, I was going to say before, because obviously Rach was saying that she had the same problem, but I always think that Rach is really good at talking to other people. Like, really, really good at communicating (laughs) with other people. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we are all friends because at that show we played, you guys started talking to us. Like, I definitely would not have strolled up to you and been like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, shit, I want to talk your ear off. Like, there are a lot of people who are who are very good at that. I I often find them infuriating, but That's it works. Mm. Yeah, so, must have So thanks for, for chatting thanks to Thanks for us. chatting to us, you lovely lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, wait a minute. Come back to the well. UK. <laughs> oh, no. Oh man, I want, I oh, want to very badly. At, at one point, when uh, my wife and I were discussing where we should go, because she's working from home now as well, uh, we were like, "Man, should we just go to London and just yeah. hang out in London for six months?" And then we kind of thought, "Well, Miami's really warm." And yeah, sunny now. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> London. Nah, nah. It's- Especially right now. I'm pretty glad I'm not in London. Yeah, the yeah. UK is not very pleasant right it's now. proper shit. We- weather-wise, yeah. I mean. I'm talking weather-wise, yeah. Well, just generally, right. it's not great. I mean, yeah. generally. But, I mean, the world generally like, is yeah. the same. But. Yeah. Yeah. That old chestnut. Mm. I've got one more question for you, actually, Keith, which has come to me now. What's your best and worst gig that you've ever done? I'm always so interested to hear this from other musicians. Wait, is are are you asking if there's a gig that was the best and the worst simultaneously or are these two different oh. gigs? Well, if, well, I was thinking two different gigs, but if you've got one that encompasses the two, then that one. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. Know. So bad it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know what our best gig was. I mean, there, there were, you know, there's definitely been stretches where, like, every day I was like, "Well, that was the best show I've ever played." No, I was fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, the the very last show we played before lockdown was uh, in December. We were on this with Love and Squalor anniversary tour. And the last show was in London at the Roundhouse. And it was just a really, really fun. I think because it was the last show of the tour and it was in London and we were like, you know, we were we were playing at our best because it was the last show mm-hmm. and all of our friends were there and stuff. Uh, I think that has the most like, resonance for me right now as being an amazing show also the fact that it was our last show and it's been a year since i've played mm-hmm. shows i'm like god damn what a show that was <laughs> um i don't know if it was our worst show but we very recently played a pretty a pretty bad show in the canary islands oh wow and the problem was we flew, I don't remember where we were coming from. I'm pretty sure we were coming from the States. And we just like our, our sleep cycles were way off. We were super jet lagged. And it was a festival. And our sound check 
was at something like 9 a.m. And then our show was, you know, technically the next day at 2 a.m. So oh God. <laughs> we, so we, we weren't sleeping very well and had to get up at, you know, 7 a.m. that morning to do our sound check. And then we didn't really want to like go nap in the afternoon. So instead of napping, we just started drinking. <laughs> but oh, the no. show was really, the show was at 2 a.m. Oh no. So by the time the show came, we were drunk and exhausted <laughs> and just like delirious. <laughs> and then, you know how like festivals are, you're kind of just like, running on and throwing stuff up and you, you don't like you don't really get into the vibe of playing a show at all you just kind of like show up and you're like oh shit here we go uh and, oh and also our set was like an hour and a half long we're just like oh this is so long to play to people who don't know all of our songs like playing an hour and a half set to your yeah. own fans is fine but playing like a festival set the ideal is like half an hour. That's long, or yeah. Like, festival. Here, here, here are the here are the ten songs of ours that you've heard on the radio. That's a mm. ah, that's beautiful. An hour and a half is brutal, <laughs> especially in like Spain where we didn't have ten songs on the radio. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was probably the worst show we've ever played. I definitely remember like forty five minutes into it being like, oh. God, can this end soon, please? <laughs> yeah. And it didn't end mm. soon. It kept going. <laughs> I um, I went to see you on that um, that last tour. You can you were at Manchester, tour. right? Manchester yeah, was I came a fun to show Manchester too. One. Yeah, that show was Ritz really fun. And yeah, yeah, the atmosphere was amazing. It was wild. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. So I can see why those are on your top ones for sure. Yeah. I met your parents that day. You sure did. Aww. You sure did. Yeah, I just remembered. Yeah. Yeah, they my were parents. hilarious. Yeah, my parents you came. You were so on embarrassed. The... Oh my god. <laughs> my, my, so my parents. My parents are incredibly sweet and fun people. They're, yeah. Uh, but they definitely make me feel like I'm like 13 years Aww. old and they're picking me up from a party, and I'm like, Aww. Mom. Quiet. It was a, it was funny. Oh it was funny. God. Every time they just said something really sweet, like to like, just whatever they said, and I just see you like in the corner of the room, like oh, just God. so mad that they're saying anything. Yeah, well, uh, I'm very lucky that I have such enthusiastic parents, but it's uh, humiliating. Oh, are they, are they all right? Are they good? How yeah, they? my parents. My parents are very well. They're oh, very excited that I'm down here. Oh, that's that, nice. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they embarrass me uh, every time I go to their house. Well, they're not parents if, you know, that's true. if they don't. So that is that's true. it. Oh, adorable. Are you going to be seeing them at Christmas this year? I am. I am. They they are essentially the only people I hang out with down here. That's lovely <laughs> so, though. That's so, really nice. <laughs> so it is very fortunate that like yeah, I mean most most people aren't able to you know spend the holidays with their families, but by by virtue of not having anyone to hang out with down here, I can hang out with my parents, which is oh, very nice. Lovely. What are you going to do yeah, Christmas Day nice. with them? What's your plans? 
Um, well, my my sister also lives down here, and she has two little kids. So Christmas is pretty much just about watching them open a thousand presents. <laughs> Lovely. That's adorable. Well, I think that's about it, Keith, to be honest with you. Right. Wait, what about Totally Snake? Oh, God. Oh, you know yeah. what? It's not it, Keith. Old horses. <laughs> Forget it. I'm out of here. Final round. What is it? Totally Snake. Totally Snake. Keith, what has been Totally Snake for you? Um, this, is, this, is, this, is a, this is a bittersweet yeah. Snickness. Um, there, there have been, there's this pod of dolphins. But before we started the podcast, I was showing you guys the view outside of my window, which is the Miami Intracoastal Bay. And when we first moved in here for like three or four days, there was a pod of dolphins that at like 5.30 p.m. every day would come and like swarm the bay outside of my window. And I was like, this wow. is totally snick. Oh, and man. now they've stopped they've stopped coming. <laughs> and now every day I feel fury. Oh, what? That I'm bereft of dolphin interaction. Yeah, I got really entitled to my dolphin views and now they now the dolphins are forsaking us. So it's it was oh. snick, oh. but now it's oh. deeply oh. unsnick. <laughs> yeah. Unsnick. It's desnicked itself. <laughs> Totally disnicked itself. Disnicked um, itself. All right. What's totally sick for me, Jessica? I have bought a sad lamp. I don't know what that means. Yeah. You know, seasonal affective disorder. Oh, gotcha. When you're depressed in the winter. You people in Miami probably don't understand, but over here in the UK, it's quite dark and dingy most of the day. And I work in my bedroom, and it's rubbish, and I it's terrible. So I bought Ooh, here. It it's fancy. Like, yeah. Oh, look at that! Ooh. Oh yeah, nice. It's like mad. So it's um, yeah, it's meant to like make you feel better, and it does. It's a much nicer light. So I got that. So that's pretty snick for me Is it this week. Like U UV action? It's not. It's like What's the deal. Yeah, I think it's like a bit of UV, not like loads of it. But, yeah. yeah. Right. I also got one of those as well. Snick, you I did, did yeah. yeah. I got a Lumi. It's called the Lumi Body Clock, so it's got like a natural sunrise and a natural sunset on it as well. So I remember you saying that, Valor. Yeah, yeah. Lovely way to wake Lovely. up. Totally Very Snick. What do you can do? You consider that Snick as well? Snick, yeah. Totally <laughs> Snick. I'd go okay. as far to say. Pretty Snick. What's been Snick for me? I bought. Well, mine's not as Snick as that, really. But I've. I've been going to um, my friend's house in, in Chester. We've got like a little little support bubble going on between us both. Um, that's what we're doing in the UK, bubbles. I don't know if you've got that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got, we got bubbles. Okay. We got bubbles. Okay, so they're in my little bubble. <laughs> and the other day we went and bought a ball gown each <laughs> to wear. Whoa. So I got like a big ball gown. Very snick indeed. Very snick indeed. Just to watch this like final podcast thing that we all listen to. And so I was wearing my ball gown, eating some knickknacks and it was really good. And I just felt 
it was just the epitome of 2020. Contrasting. Contrasting. That's amazing. Images. Contrasting images there. But I felt pretty fancy wearing a ball gown. I had no other excuse to wear it this year. We were going to wear it for our gig, but... Yeah, that's snick. Totally snick. Pretty snick. Thank you. That's amazing. I might buy you know one what? as well. Yeah. I, uh, Why not? Why not? In the, in the midst of uh, quarantine, I finally succumbed and bought my first pair of sweatpants. Your first pair? And yeah. yeah. Wait, what? No. First yeah. pair? And I, How many pairs of skinny jeans <laughs> do you own? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and, I, and I was really into them for like two weeks. And then I just started feeling like a real idiot. Felt like a real schlub. And now I'm now I'm oh, now I'm back to putting yeah. on legitimate trousers every day. Uh, I'm loving the loungewear. Like uh, just no, I can't do it. it yeah. and, uh, like I, I I live in them. Yeah. I, I consider I consider like Nick Nick Drake really annoys me in a lot of ways. Like I I, I find his levels of pretension outweigh my enjoyment of his music. <laughs> Uh, but it's a, he he often talks about how when he like writes music he'll put on a full suit just because it makes him feel like he's at work. I think he's a that's interesting. He's, he's a jerk, but <laughs> I do sort of agree because when I'm when I'm hanging yeah. when I'm hanging out in sweatpants and like you know a t-shirt, just don't I don't feel very legitimate. Whereas if I put on actual yeah, clothes and and you know shoes yeah. and i kind of feel like well all right, all right I'm, I'm at work now i'm at work keith thank you so much for coming on today you're an absolute thank darling you. and it's been so lovely to catch up with you and have a little chat likewise thank you lovely to see yeah, you. yeah it's been yeah. great it's been too long it has been too it long. has it, it has we should do this more often. By which I mean, I just come on your podcast. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, sure. Talk, talk Anytime. Well, why not? Why not? You can just be the new <laughs> member of happiness. That would be lovely. Perfect. Should <laughs> oh, we all say bye then? Bye. 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 Bye.